Good morning. It's nice to be back. I have been on the sidelines for the past several weeks, away from all the action here at St. Michael. The sidelines are not a place that I am particularly comfortable being. Watching the action, being so close to all that's going on without being able to actively participate is a huge challenge for me, and I wonder if for many of you, this time of social distancing in the church has felt similar. But a gift of the sidelines is that I often see and hear things that I normally miss in the midst of the action and busyness. I've heard the outcry of so many of people of faith that yes, indeed, black lives do matter. I've heard the pleas for sanity to please not make wearing protective face masks a political issue. I've seen some incredibly insensitive and even inflammatory statements by those in positions of leadership. And like Jesus in the message that we just heard this morning, I've seen so many fellow children of God lost and confused being led this way and that way. Some of you will know that my wife Allison was in a bishop search earlier this year. And on Saturday, June 27th, we live streamed the consecration service for the Diocese of Alabama's new bishop, Glenda Curry. We are excited for Glenda's ministry, and we're really proud of the Diocese of Alabama for electing her. The service itself was pretty interesting. Like our services here, during this time of social distancing and face mask wearing and hand sanitizer, there, a normally full cathedral church of the Advent held only four bishops, less than a dozen clergy, and about a dozen other people. All the people who were present were wearing face masks anytime they weren't actually speaking. And as joyful as that occasion was, there was a seriousness about the safety precautions and a clear physical absence of the people of the diocese. But they did a really good job of streaming and editing in pre-recorded participation from all over Alabama. I was especially pleased that contemporary prophet and a personal hero of mine, Becca Stevens, preached. And Becca's message was perfect. If you have a chance, please go watch her sermon on the Diocese of Alabama's YouTube page. To sum it up, Becca made the point that when you are ordained, a deacon, a priest, or bishop, and I would argue when you're confirmed, you're asked to take a knee. We do so as a sign of respect and humility. You see, it's only while kneeling that the Holy Spirit can bestow upon you the gifts that you need for this next chapter of your life and of your ministry. This past month, I've heard so many wearying and heavy conversations about race, about corona, about the church. Jesus responds to all of us sharing these conversations with the words, Come to me, all you that are weary, that are heavy, carrying heavy burdens. But I do think that it is critical during this time in history that we feel the weight these burdens are a call to humble ourselves, to kneel in prayer with solidarity and silence and the hope that God the Holy Spirit is blessing us with whatever we need for this time. Jesus wants us to follow him, even to those places that 
we might not be comfortable going on our own. Where are those places? Six years ago, the movement for black lives began after Michael Brown's death in Ferguson, Missouri. And while this movement is viewed by some people as politically divisive, the statement itself, Black Lives Matter, is something all followers of Jesus can and should embrace, because black lives do matter. Saying so does not take anything away from anyone else, but instead helps us Americans to focus on a group of fellow human persons who are especially in need of our love and support just now. Saying black lives matter does not mean that blue lives do not matter or that white lives don't matter. Of course they do. This is not an either or situation. And as Episcopalians, we should intuitively understand this thanks to our Anglican theology. We are a both and church with an already and not yet understanding of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. If your home was on fire and you called the fire department to extinguish it, imagine the fire trucks arriving on your street only to check on each house they pass on the way while your home was engulfed in flames. You would freak out. My house is the one that's burning. Why aren't you putting out the fire? Yes, but all houses matter, they reply. Or supposing you had 100 sheep and one got lost along the way. Would you not leave the 99 and go and look for that one that was lost? Even if the 99 were saying, don't we matter? Of course they matter. All 100 sheep matter. That's why you go and look for the lost one. It's just that the 99 sheep are not currently lost. And the one that got away, the one that's lost is the one that needs your attention just now. Remember the parable, the prodigal son, the older brother who refused to go to the party the dad was hosting for the younger son saying, but when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. In other words, he says, don't I matter? Father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Black lives matter because every single life matters to God. And this should inspire and encourage us to do all that we can to help and support our human siblings of color. Now, if you're interested in learning more about racial justice, there's some really good resources on our website through the Pub Theology page. Jesus calls us to follow him, even to places we might not be willing to go on our own. Where is Jesus leading you? If the weight of this time in history has brought you to your knees as it has for me, then the Holy Spirit is calling you to action and will equip you with all that you need so I invite you to pray. Pray about the social justice issue that is tugging at your heart. There's certainly no shortage of them. It might be ending human trafficking. It might be reforming our broken criminal justice system. It might be combating racism, not by being a silent ally, but by becoming an advocate 
and anti-racist by speaking up for truth and justice for all people. Some of you are already ministering to asylum seekers in our country, and many more are needed to ensure fair, equitable, and just processes and procedures. And all of this is done in our love of God and our love of neighbor. It's not easy to follow Jesus. Yes, I know, didn't we just hear Jesus' own words? Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, we need to hear these words of Jesus as much as his first followers did. When we decide to follow Jesus, truly follow him, we will most assuredly carry heavy burdens from our labors. There will be moments when the weight of sin, suffering, and despair of the world weigh on us enough that we are forced to our knees. At that moment, following Jesus offers us light and life. Because followers of Jesus know that God wins, that love wins, and that we're not alone in this world of pain and suffering. Our brother Jesus is in solidarity with us, especially as we kneel in solidarity with those striving for justice and peace. It's holiday weekend as we celebrate our independence and freedom. I want to share with you some lyrics from the Avid Brothers song, We Americans. They say this, I grew up with reverence for the red, white, and blue, spoke of God and liberty, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, learned love of country from my own family. Some shivered and prayed on the beaches of Normandy. The flag waves high, and that's how it should be. So many lives given and taken in the name of freedom. But the story is complicated and hard to read. Pages of the book obscured or torn out completely. I am a son of Uncle Sam, and I struggle to understand the good and evil but I'm doing the best I can in a place built on stolen land by stolen people. We are more than the sum of our parts, all these broken homes and broken hearts. God, will you keep us wherever we go? Will you forgive us for where we've been, we Americans? I think that this song articulates so well what I feel about this festive weekend. Our celebration of Independence Day and the freedoms we do enjoy. Our history as a country is complicated, and we too often ignore or alter our understanding of the past. And we do this at great peril, not only for those who have suffered, but at a great cost to our own souls. Freedom is not free. It comes with the price tag of death. And we honor those who have fought for the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans, but as Christians, we worship and follow a Savior whose death frees us from our sin and death. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are great principles to live by. But as followers of Jesus, these are superseded by the principles, the commands to love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. If our liberty feels threatened by loving our neighbor, we must make a choice. Will I follow Jesus 
Or will I refuse to wear a mask in public, knowing it puts my neighbor and myself at risk? If our pursuit of happiness takes us farther and farther away from a loving God, we must make a choice. Do I give back to God cheerfully from the gifts that God has given to me? Or do I buy that shiny new trinket, which will bring me a few moments of joy? Jesus is offering rest to those of us who are weary. But this does not mean rest as in inaction. Rather, it means instruction. Learn from me, he says. Jesus wants those who follow him to learn, to know that the truth does matter. Truth is the beginning of wisdom. The starting place for how we are to live in right relationship with God and with each other. There is more to learn. There is more to do. And God is inviting us this day to humble ourselves, to kneel, and to be open to Jesus' instruction so that we might live in justice and peace. So find rest for our souls. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for all the freedoms we do enjoy as Americans, and especially, Lord, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, whose death makes our freedom from sin and death possible. We pray you, Holy Spirit, to inspire us, to equip us for all the work that you would have us do in this world. And we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.